Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 576. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about, is it time to refinance your mortgage? And I think this is a good time to revisit that because I was just saying to my VIP experience group that we had a brief moment in time where rates dipped below 4% and that was a time to look at refinancing and locking in a long-term fixed rate mortgage. When rates are low, that's when you wanna lock in that fixed rate mortgage. I'm not a fan of adjustable rates because adjustable rates will rise as the cycle of interest rates starts to increase again, which doesn't go up in a straight line, it goes up and down, and right now we're at one of those down periods, but I think that in the future we will see higher rates. So this is a great time to take advantage of low rates. Now, I've been getting a lot of people saying, well, should I pay off my mortgage? Should I not pay off my mortgage? And this is a big debate that's going on out in the financial world. I am one of those who believes that you should not pay off your mortgage early. And the reason why is, not because I don't think it's great not to have a mortgage, I think it's fabulous not to have a mortgage. But I think with rates as low as they are, and the ability to itemize and deduct your mortgage interest, it makes a lot of sense to keep your mortgage right now and do something else with your money because of what I call opportunity cost. And that is what you can earn on your money elsewhere. You see, you could have your house paid off. Let's say it's $300,000. You can put that $300,000 into your house, but if you do, maybe you won't have a retirement fund. Maybe you don't have the extra funds then to go ahead and invest in a retirement fund. And what if in that retirement fund, you could earn 8% on average, like the stock market's long-term return over a 20-year period? At 8%, that 300,000 would grow to $1.4 million. Now, I know that's not a guarantee, but my point is a simple one. And it is that when you talk about getting your money to work harder for you, it may not be working hard enough for you in your home. That's why you want to look at what are your opportunities to compound and where can you compound at the highest rate possible. If you were earning 8% on a 30-year basis, that would be a little over $3 million that you could make on that money versus 300,000 sitting in your house at what interest rate? I don't know. I don't know what it's going to continue to grow at in your state because a lot of states will vary. For example, Washington state has one of the strongest real estate markets in the country. And that's because not only do they not have a state income tax, but they also have a lot of technology moving in there. So that creates a lot of high paying jobs 
and those people can afford to buy houses. That's from Microsoft being there, Amazon being there, Boeing, Travelocity, Expedia, Google, Facebook, you name it, most big tech companies have a presence in Washington. So this is creating a lot of high paying jobs and again, creating a lot of home buyers. That housing market is completely different from what's going on in New Jersey, let's say, where a lot of people are moving out and you have a net exit out of the state happening because of high state taxes, because of people retiring, because of people moving to find jobs elsewhere. There's all kinds of things going on there. And I'm sorry to pick on you if you live in New Jersey, the garden state, but depending on where you live, you're gonna have dramatically different returns on your house. And so you have to use some discernment to see, is your house in one of those markets that may continue to appreciate quickly? Or is it in a market that doesn't really appreciate quickly or is declining in value? Because we have seen housing sales actually declining for the last 16 months. So we do know that the market is softening. Anyway, my point here is that if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, I suggest you lock it in with a fixed interest rate mortgage. This is a perfect time to do it. I just wanted to give you a little nudge that you might want to be checking that out if you have a high fixed interest rate or if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, take a look at a 30 year mortgage and you can always make that 1 12th extra payment per year. Just take your mortgage payment, divide it by 12, add that 1 12th to your regular mortgage payment and make that as your new mortgage payment. And then at the end of the year, you'll have an extra one full payment that you're making, and that'll cut about eight years, seven to eight years off of your mortgage time for every one extra payment you make. You can go ahead and do two twelfths or one six and cut your mortgage time down even more. That's an easy way to reduce the length of your mortgage without having to use all of your assets to pay it off and have them sunk into your house that may not be appreciating as well as your money may appreciate somewhere else. If you haven't listened to the podcast about opportunity cost, I suggest you listen to that. And I know that because I have so many podcasts and Apple only covers the latest 300, you have to go to my website podcast page in order to get the first 250 podcasts. So go there to listen to Opportunity Cost. It was one of my earlier podcasts in the top 20. I also wanted to share an article with you from CNBC.com. This was written by Diana Olick. It says, mortgage applications soar as refinances surge on a big rate drop. And it says, consumers saw an opportunity last week and took it in a big way. Mortgage applications surged 26.8% in just one week according to the Mortgage Bankers Association's Seasonally Adjusted Index. Volume was 41% higher than a year ago. The average contract interest rate for 30-year fixed rate mortgages with conforming loan balances, which is $484,350 or less, decreased to 4.12% from 4.23%, with points remaining unchanged at 0.33%, including the origination fee for loans and a 20% down payment. That is a lot of mortgage jargon, but your loan officer can help you with that. The rate was 4.83% a year ago, 71 basis points higher, or 0.71% higher. 
mortgage rates for all loan types fell by a sizable margin for the second straight week, pulled down by trade tensions with China and Mexico, the financial markets reacting to more bearish communication from several Fed officials, and weaker-than-expected hiring in May, said Joel Kahn, MBA's Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting. Refinances, which are most rate-sensitive, led the surge, jumping a remarkable 47% week-to-week and 97% annually. That pushed the refinance share of total mortgage application volume to 49.8% from 42.2%. It is nothing short of a refinancing boom, with applications now up 63% in the four weeks as rates have fallen 28 basis points, or 0.28%, over that time. Mortgage applications to purchase a home, which hadn't gained much traction on falling rates, finally jumped 10% weekly and annually. Buyers don't usually react immediately to weekly rate drops, but since rates have been falling for a few weeks now, it may have pushed more potential buyers off the fence. Demand is still relatively strong, but there is likely some restraint from prospective buyers driven by some economic uncertainty. Furthermore, housing supply is still very tight for first-time buyers, Khan said. Supply is rising in most metropolitan markets, but only in the move up and luxury range. Starter homes continue to be scarce, and builders are still mostly building more expensive homes. Housing starts overall have been falling, as builders saw very weak demand at the end of last year and are only now seeing that demand pick up. Will rates stay this low or move even lower? Impossible to predict, but there are definite signals. We're in a consolidation phase where markets are coming to term with the longer-term move lower that began in late 2018, said Matthew Graham, Chief Operating Officer of Mortgage News Daily. The next move will depend on how economic data evolves and whether there are any more trade policy bombshells. End of article. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, hit that subscribe button and you'll be updated as soon as podcasts are available. Don't forget, we still have the referral program going through the end of June. You're already starting to leave reviews. Thank you so much if you've left a review. Remember, you can win the Wealthy Mindset Blueprint audio set valued at $197. I'm giving away five of those and five of my Wealth Heiress books personalized by me and just named to the list of all-time best wealth books by Book Authority. So excited about that. And two people will win a one-on-one wealth mentoring session with me. All you need to do is leave a podcast review on iTunes. That'll get your name in the drawing one time. Or if you've read the Wealth Heiress book and you leave a book review on Amazon, that will get your name in the drawing one time. And if you do both the book review and the podcast review, that will get your name in the drawing three times. The winners will be drawn on June 30th, and I'll announce them on the first podcast in July. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.